0: It's another mixed week for Manchester United. You know, I guess the previous week was not a mixed week, right? We just lost every game or something last week, I think. Um or was it a loss? I I, I lose track. Um but United won in spectacular if slightly mm. fortunate yes. fashion. Slightly just, just ever so slightly fortunate fashion a, against Villarreal. There's a
1: kind of dichotomy here, isn't there? Last minute winner or ninety fifth minute winner, Champions League night, you know, atmosphere red hot at Old Trafford. You know, yeah. old boy coming back scores the goal everyone goes mad bedlam it was described as yeah um yeah. I, you know obviously I wasn't there but I, I definitely remember those types of nights and um for everyone in the ground it must have been absolutely awesome go home feeling magnificent this is what football's all about love it and then the analytical part of me was like bloody hell United were crap crap, crap. <laughs> Villa Real played us off the park Let's be honest, they were, they were, they're so well coached, you know, and this is Unai Emery, who was an absolute mess at Arsenal, and you can see exactly what their structure is, how they play, they weren't just defensive, they were counter-attacking, and they were so dangerous, I mean, what, they could have been, I don't think it's, it's, it's not hyperbole to say they could have been three up at half-time, so, so many good chances in that first half, completely battered us, and De Gea was absolutely brilliant again it's,
0: it's vintage like I can't remember where I heard this this week but it's like United good De Gea bad United bad De Gea good like he's this is I mean I think it's a slight oversimplification because sometimes United bad and De Gea bad and that's when we're really <laughs> in trouble but this but yeah I mean um it, it all blends into one at some point doesn't it the football but my um my sort of existential feeling when I think about this game was like how have we got away with that? yeah and and up front, United offered n- nothing for large swathes of the game. Can you remind me, You um, you? can you rem- was it 2-1 or 1-0 that 2-1. game? Can you remind me of the goals? Because they're out of my head altogether. Yeah,
1: well, um, it was Pablo Alicacer scored the goal just after half-time for Villarreal. And you asked me to remind you of the goal and I'd completely forgotten myself of what it it looked like. Um, Yeah, it's a long time ago now. It's
0: been a lot of goals since then. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was really, it was tapping, wasn't it? Um, At the far post. Yeah. But, you know, they were, as I was saying, they were just so so deserving of the goal on the the balance of play up to that point. Villarreal had a lot of control. Of course, they, they made some substitutions straight after that. Um, and I think right. you know, I think they were, they were um, sort of in the mind to, to try and shut this game down a little bit, um, which they can do. You know, they've had a whole bunch of, as we spoke about in the preview, if you can call it that, last week they have a whole bunch of zero zeros. This week, lots and lots of draws. A whole bunch of what's, Zero Sorry. zeros. <laughs> so, nil nils.
0: Oh my goodness gracious me. It's getting to him. It's finally getting to him, ladies and
1: gentlemen. The West Coast is getting to him. Um, yeah, I don't know why that came out. It's 6am here. <laughs> yeah, and I was enough. up at 4am yesterday. Stupid game. <laughs> anyway, we can go on to that in a bit. Um, uh, t- we're talking about the other stupid game of the week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they, they brought on Estupien, didn't they, the left-back, um, pretty shortly after the goal, you know, trying trying to close it down a little bit. And, and, and you know, maybe that helped contribute to the turnaround in United's fortunes um, a little bit. Just, you know, Villarreal weren't breaking quite so fast, weren't quite so dangerous. United were, you know, like a sieve in midfield. And this is, you know, forever Solskjaer's problem, isn't it? You know, he plays McFred in there. We can't get the ball forward into dangerous areas. Look at Everton, plays Pogba in there, and it's just so open, uh, and yeah. you know, and McTominay, I don't think is fully fit. they it looked like they're trying to turn him into a six by playing him there, and he's not really, and, and he probably has the skill set to do it, uh, but a half fit McTominay and uh, Paul Pogba, you know, desperately wanting to be the third number ten in that team is, mm. it's not a good, not it's a, not good when the the. The, the other coach, you know, knows how to do this. Um, and, yeah, anyway, United, you're right. We got away with it because uh, the man, Alex Tellez, who's in two performances this season have been, I think it's fair to say, cataclysmically bad. <laughs> It's enjoyable. It's
0: an enjoyable description, and they say football coverage has too much hyperbole in it, but no, cat- cataclysmic. I, th- I think it's kind of right. fair, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and 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 I don't know where this this obviously come from. Um, the new set piece coach, I, I guess, yep. rather than a piece of momentary inspiration, it could be that, but executed wonderfully. You know, the chipped uh, corner in, or to the edge of the box, and I'm not sure. I'd pick, I know he's got a bit of a hammer of a left foot he's got a sweet left foot anyway they're always described as sweet right they have to be sweet if they're a left foot but um he you know he's 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 certainly got that um quality in terms of putting the ball in clean clean ball into the box not sure I've ever seen him hit a ball on the volley quite that nicely yeah through about 20 legs (laughs) right into the corner. it was beautiful. I think we tried a fancy set piece
0: really soon before that as well. And I think I'd commented on it in in the group. Like, oh, this is, we're, we're doing stuff at set pieces. And then this was a, this was, I mean, it was great. It was, a, whether it was predetermined, which I mean, then like a lot of the teams really well coached in this one specific arena and not so well coached in broader sense. I mean, but, look, we, we um, have
1: fitness coaches. So they're super fit now. We have a set piece coach. We only need the defensive coach, the midfield coach and the attacking coach, and we can be a really well rounded team. So, it's coming. <laughs> um
0: But the, it was it was really smart from Bruno and brilliantly executed. And I have to say, in in full confession, as soon as he played that ball, I was like, Oh, he's been too clever. It's typical Bruno, what you do? Just get in the mix Oh yay! <laughs> you know, like it was very, very quick turnaround between uh being like annoyed and delighted because it was
1: uh, it was a lovely lovely moment lovely goal um, it was and then um united you know, sort of sort of went chasing the game after that i mean you know there there was some pressure for sure and he pulled off pogba and jaden sancho i mean after after the game I mean, I, I can't say I looked at Jadon Sancho and thought he was brilliant, but uh, Solskjaer was... no nope. uh, He was brilliant. This is Jadon. I mean, uh, uh, moments, moments. And we all know what quality he's got, but he's had a, a very difficult start to his United career, I'd say. Bad. He's had a very bad start to his, you know. He's been really average
0: every time he's played yes. and done about three good things. Yes.
1: Uh, he loses the ball a lot. Which is unusual because, you know, this is one of his qualities, Jadon Sancho, ability to be very direct and be the man and, and obviously get some numbers to go with it. So anyway, so he, he him and Pogba come off and Matic came in midfield, presumably try and shore stuff up. And then the real key substitution was Edison Cavani because then we had some movement up front.
0: Well, the, the real key substitution was Jesse Lingard. Yes, but I mean, he came on with a Ge- minute
1: to go. So,
0: yeah, yeah but it, and and it was amazing what an impact he made in that minute. I mean, we talked last week about Sasha not giving substitutes long enough to make an impact. But the difference that having Cavani and Lingard both made in terms of movement yeah. and energy and harriedness. So there's there's the one that everyone has talked about where uh, Ronaldo is uh, the ball is played. Into the channel, I, I don't know who it was that played it, and it's miles ahead of Ronaldo. It's a terrible ball, and Ronaldo gives up on it completely reasonably. This is not a criticism of him. Um, he completely reasonably gives up on it. Cavani sees this on the diagonal from the middle of the box and pegs it to the corner flag and wins the yeah. ball back from United. To starts a turnover, and 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 it was a it made a big difference. I just mentioned Lingard because uh he done there was something just before the goal where it looked like a little promising moment and when that didn't happen you thought it was really dead but his touch for the goal is i mean it's it's absolute genius it's brilliant and and only lingard would have done that only lingard would have been in there that's the off the ball intelligence we've talked about and just the game awareness and knowing exactly where ronaldo
1: is and yeah it was uh, it was excellent from lingard i thought yeah, gets the assist um, for Ronaldo, who you know was there, right place, smashed it home, and and you know yeah, and here comes that kind of you know um, that dichotomy again because you know obviously you know it's United last minute winner, everyone's delighted, bedlam as we said in the stadium, um, and and immediately my my mind went to bloody hell, we were lucky. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, that's 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 not the particular dichotomy in my no, mind. No, no, there's I'm the other one that no, one we, for we've now. talked about a lot, um, and he's always yep. there as well. Um, so you know, it's, it's a very it's a very strange
0: experience being left cold by the, a moment like that. It's like it was weird, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a massive result. It's an entirely necessary result. It's a flattering result. Um, maybe it will be catalytical for United's. Uh, um, European performances. I uh, will be surprised if that's the case um, because it certainly wasn't like it catalyzed us into uh, a fantastic performance at the weekend. When's uh, the last time we
1: actually played really well in Europe? I, I
0: can't remember, but then... That is because I can't remember anything that happened in football. <laughs> like it's just like it's absolutely ridiculous. I couldn't tell you right now who we beat in the semi-final of the Europa League. Like I, off the top of my head, it's it's just not there. Uh, my brain is sh- my brain is shouting
1: incorrectly. Saint Etienne. No, me, definitely, definitely. <laughs> we
0: played in the quarter final in the Zlatan season.
1: Yeah. Uh... Oh my god, it's gone as well. Yeah, really interesting because I could probably tell you who United played in the quarter final of the Rumbelows Cup in 1992 or something. You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's a very different. Process. I mean, the point. Yeah, Just like there, there is no football tradition under Solskjaer of of playing uh, well in Europe. I mean, it's just. Are oh, you saying foot? This is football heritage. Is that this what you're is saying? What I'm saying. <laughs> you say Mourinho's right, United's... <laughs> 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 so uh, I don't yeah, look. Um, I I can't help. I just, you know I just I don't naturally go to hey it's all Ollie's fault. But I, I didn't half think after that game. You know he's got the subs right because they've all contributed. You know Cavani pressing Lingard right moment right time. You know all of that that's um, that's contributed to United's victory and he should get credit for that. Um, even if he's making a sub in the 89th minute. <laughs> it's a Hail Mary yes. substitution in the 89th minute. Well done. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, but but so much of, you know, United's set up. I mean, why did we go to this really open midfield? Um, is it is it because we thought we'd have, you know, 60% of the ball and weren't worried about Villarreal breaking? Uh, I, have we never seen Villarreal play? Um, even without Gerard Moreno we forget you know Alcacer is a really good forward he was a he was a Barcelona and uh, Barcelona or Real Madrid one of them and went Barcelona, uh, yeah, Barcelona. Uh, and then went to Borussia you know they've got some top players they're a really good side and and you know not for the first time in the Champions League United got a little bit schooled and you know what do what do we have we've had we've had I'll uh, be Leipzig last year we beat 5-1 at Old Trafford right that Oh yeah that we, was maybe but, that was the last time we played really well in European competition. We we played really well in that game for 10 minutes yeah. when Marcus Redford
0: scored a hat trick like I know that's um that, that's sort of silly in a way but like it's sort of true as well. Like, yeah, we we weren't that good in the first half of that game. We were really bad.
1: Yeah, and and so the wider point I'm trying to make basically is that uh, although I'm not, you know, hey, it's all Ollie's fault because I think he has done a really good job of turning this club around from where the mess that the Mourinho left. He, you know, he's he's obviously not, you know, a top elite quality coach because he gets scored in this all the time, and alongside him, he's got. Mike Phelan, who, you know, is probably an excellent number two. Um, I've spoken to people about him. They say he's pretty innovative and he does. He is a good coach. It's not the impression he gives, but, you know, let's go with that. Um, and then, you know, in Michael Carrick and Kieran McKenna, people know no experience, really, alongside him mm. of coaching at the top level. Um, and so, it just you know, it, it he seems to get found out too often for that to be you know, not the case that um Solskjaer's a you know, a bit short here. And he says himself he's he's more of a manager. He needs a team around him. Now what Ferguson did, who's you know, the last sort of manager we had, was was know that he had some wee misses, you know, when he brought Carlos Quieros yeah. in, it was to fix a problem, especially in Europe. Um and mm-hmm. it led to three finals in four years or whatever it was, you know, or, you know, at least part of it. Um so that's, um, that's a challenge for Solskjaer and, and it's why he he does seem to take two steps forward, one step back a lot. So there's progress. We've, you know, we've gone forward. We've got, he has got top name players to come and join the club. I mean, it's also about the money we're able to throw at it, of course. Um, and, and he's got a squad that is just chock full of so much talent. Um, and we all wanted this big leap forward this season. It's it's definitely not happening, you know, and I don't know how much that is Solskjaer and how much that is just the start of the season. And it's, you know, it's a little bit slow coming out of the Euros or whatever, but um, it's not been good. You know, we had half an hour against Newcastle and the game against Leeds, and that is it this season for good performances. Um, and it's not what people wanted. And And, you know, and my mind drifts more to you know, Solskjaer feels like he's lacking a bit here and, and he needs this as well because the pressure is higher because of the investment um, that that uh, the club has made in new players and, and in him as a manager. And and the other point that was going around, it's not, not original, this thought, is that, you know, I, I think sometimes we feel Solskjaer's a kid in management terms and he's not. He's I looked up 435 games as a manager. Mm. So, some Some never get that many games. You because mm. 'cause that'd be three jobs in and, mean, and no one's gonna hire them again. So it's How many people have managed more Manchester United games? I mean he's he's I had 161. Um and that's you know, his most experience as a manager. I mean and again, that's a lot of games. It's it's more than Mourinho got, yeah. I think. So Yeah. Um 161 as I a mean, manager. Yeah, yeah, and if you look back through history
0: that's more than you know there's more than a lot a lot a lot of people have got
1: 12 Um, 12 seasons now as a as a manager so I I think you know all, all this is saying in a kind of rambly way that I think it's okay for us to have high expectations um of of him and of progress and you know even though we said in the season preview it would be hard for United to I think I predicted second again in a kind of moment of generosity um Uh, It might be hard to get that because Chelsea and the players they've got and the turnaround under Tuchel and Liverpool coming back, you know, it's some top teams this season. It feels very competitive in the Premier League. We'd still want signs of progress though, don't we? And there aren't many so far this season and there definitely weren't any in this game against Villarreal. No, so
0: just to answer some of that stuff about the macro... Position, I I do think it's interesting because it's very easy to go like shy, bad, right? This is, uh, and when I when I say that, I mean that's what I'm doing in my own head, you know, and then reflecting on that. And and um, when I say that, what to be clear, I'm not saying I've arrived at the position shy, bad. What I'm saying is my instinctive response after this kind of litany of frustrating and repeated the same mistakes over and over and over again is to think maybe a change at the top would make a difference, but. Um, first of all, I think unlike when Mourinho was the manager and people were saying, well, there's no alternative, so we might as well stick with him. I do think we are in a position where the the clarity around what the alternatives would be is very limited. So I don't, it's not like you could say, let's go out and get X, which I, I feel like is a, is quite an important thing because... Obviously, getting rid of one manager and placing with another, the key thing is the new one has to be better than the last one, not worse. So, I, mean, I know that's obvious, but um, but it we're looking at the team and saying this team isn't properly coached, and I think that there's some evidence of that. I, I would say that the back four in general have looked well coached for a really long time now, and and there have been problems in the balance of that back four. Uh, and problems of like specific personal mistakes in that back four but it's looked like it knows where it's supposed to be and when for a long time the Still conceding goals but i agree with you by the way but
1: yeah conceding a lot yeah, of goals sure. recently yeah sure but
0: but But the reason that we're conceding goals is the same reason we were conceding goals in the beginning of the 12-13 season where we would have said week after week after week on this show, the problem is structural and the problem at United is structural. So you could say this team's badly coached. And I do think there's some cause for legitimate criticism of the way the attack sets up under certain defensive against like tries to solve certain problems. But... You could coach this team as well as you like. It's got a massive problem in the middle of it. That a lot of what Solskjaer... And, and this isn't... I'm not Solskjaer Defence Force. At this moment, I my like personal sympathy for him is lower than it's ever been for all the reasons on top of the football reasons. But I don't think you know Guardiola if Guardiola came in right now he'd say you need some new midfielders lads like this is you're not going to be able to get um you have over invested in your in attacking areas of your pitch the signing of cristiano ronaldo is um just from a football perspective simply not what united needed now for people that that like him it's been an amazing time to be a united fan and all that stuff i get that i'm not i'm not taking that away but just legitimately, if he was Golo Kante this season and what we were talking about with Solskjaer and the way the team looks and how it looks coached and all that would make so much difference because he's constantly trying to get as many of his good players on the pitch at the same time and, and squeezing things yes. around and moving things around and able to and, facilitate And it's that. always
1: a trade-off, you know. And, and you know with Pogba in midfield, he gets... Um, I mean, people look at the bad, which is plays run past him he doesn't have the defensive nous to to do that job very well you get control right so united lack two things in midfield all the time control hardly ever have control of the midfield um and cover hardly ever have cover because there isn't a single proper defensive midfielder in the squad except for Nemanja matic and he's 97 and he's also not a proper defensive
0: midfielder. He's a converted number ten. He was a number ten till he was twenty-five. Right. You know, like I know he's played a lot there, but he's not actually, you know, yeah. a full DM DM, right? Yeah, even at his best. So
1: you know, United have invested. The squad is you know just replete with you know, wonderful forwards. Doesn't matter what combination United are going to make something happen, especially you know, especially with Bruno. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, as the quarterback, he's a bit, he's a bit far up the field, isn't he? You know. <laughs> um, yeah, there is no
0: comparable position in any sport to Bruno Fernandez's no, role in this team. So you know,
1: Bruno's rolling the dice, <laughs> including all Fordle, of the time, the and and you know, one of those forwards um, is going to have the answer. Like, but that's not. That's not the solution, is it? It's just not the solution, um, especially when there's that, you know, gaping gaping hole in midfield. And I, I just I don't see, enough, you know, and, and look, this is me being generous to Solskjaer because, I, you know, I think I'm coming to similar conclusions as you, um, but the generosity is I don't think Tuchel or Pep or Klopp or Nagelsmann or whomever would be able to find the right balance given the who you've got in midfield there. I think m- most of them no. would probably come to the same conclusion and play McFred most of the time because it's the one that's least yep. risky. You know, it's the one that does yep. make interceptions and and uh, does press the ball um and gives United the most solid defensive base. It's not perfect by any means, you know, and you're hoping two players make one there. Um but the trade-off is you can't get the ball forward, which is, you know, I think a good segue into Everton where United had how much of the possession 60 percent of the possession and just couldn't create chances and this is um this is a thing where the challenge then
0: becomes for Solskjaer let's let's assume you've got to play McFred reasonably in most games because that's the that's the the only thing that gives you the closest thing to balance and this is not a in-defence of McFred. It's in the defence of picking McFred that there are massive problems playing those two there. Um, Then you have to say, okay, now the challenge becomes a management challenge. How are you going to manage Martial, Rashford, Greenwood, Cavani, Ronaldo, Sancho, Pogba, Fernandez? How are you going to manage those eight players that are competing for four positions? And... I was very heartened, not from a... This is, Donny's uh, just, dead to you I then. I just mean... Yeah, well, Donny's dead to Ollie, <laughs> So, uh, you know, he's... he's not, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer is not trying to man-manage Johnny van der Beek, is he? Like, evidently, that is... He's just gone like, okay, well, there's one too many. I can do eight, I can't do nine. But I was very pleased he left Ronaldo out. Not for the, you know, that reasons... But because it meant I could enjoy an hour of watching Man United for a change, but not for that reason. Just Just from a pure... Well, it was for that reason, but also from a pure footballing perspective, it's good to see that he has the kind of let's say strength of character or backing of the team or whatever, or Ronaldo's not going to massively kick off. Now, clearly he said, I'm going to bring you on, on the hour mark, like double substitution, Sancho and Ronaldo, that game did not need Ronaldo and Sancho to come on that moment for any tactical reason. That was clearly a fitness and, and man management issue. But from a pure management perspective, I think he did. I think it was good. I mean, I mean, everyone was surprised that Martial started. Um, but Martial rewarded Solskjaer with a goal. Solskjaer loves Anthony Martial, by the way, I think.
1: <laughs> Many people love Anthony Martial. There's so much to, there's yes. so much to love. Um, we haven't seen it very often, um, sadly. Uh, you know, the, the Martial that we really, really want, that Joel Glazer loves. Um, has not been much in evidence, uh, but he took his goal really well. And, you know, this this was this was a very different United performance to Villar- Villarreal. This is one where United had plenty of the ball, more than 800 passes again. Um, do that sometimes against teams who are, you know, well coached and well structured. And Rafa Benitez is one of the, you know, like him or hate him or hate him a lot. Um, for, for who he's managed over the years. But, um, you know, he's one of the the, the best minds in European football, for sure. You know, and, and all his peers say that. And the players love him because of his attention to, to detail. You know, he's almost at the polar opposite to, to Solskjaer, who I have this impression, absolutely no real evidence, except for, you know, what people around him have written, I suppose, that Solskjaer is not that. Right, he's he's the opposite, you know. He's the big picture. Um, he's the man manager. He's the players player, players coach. Um, Rafa's different. He, you know, he he is getting Everton. They've not been playing particularly well this season, even though their results are pretty good. But you know, he is focused on the details. You know, um, the the detail he wanted, of course, was to get um, Ames Rodriguez out of the club. Managed to do that, <laughs> like <laughs> in the most obvious. Obvious transfer of all time. Um, But this was an Everton side that wasn't going to give United an easy win, for sure. Um, And didn't. No, I mean, they've
0: had an amazingly good start to the season, bar 10 minutes against Aston Villa or 20 minutes against
1: Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, So so in this game, United had 72% possession. uh, And the shots total was 13 to United, 12 to Everton. You know, there's many ways to skin a cat. Uh, And United got away with this. Again, um, I I mean they they literally
0: did right cuz Tom Davis should well I don't know I'm not necessarily saying he shouldn't have passed it um yeah I mean uh could have like done a better job of staying on side or whatever, and because because it was, I mean, I think it was Greenwood and Fernandez the other day where I was saying, oh, if he would cut it back, that's a guaranteed goal. Yes. And Tom Davis did have that moment of like of clarity of well, it's an absolute tap in for him. Unfortunately, it was he did a little dance and then the goal was ruled out, which is. I mean, oh, he's got I to have
1: seen he played the ball forward. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it's all happening very fast, isn't it? Um, but there were two occasions where United just left that chunk of the pitch completely open. One was the counter attack. I mean, that we could, we'll, we will break that down in a minute. I just wanted to single out a couple of people for really for some praise, actually, because I've been a bit critical. Um, uh, Lingard obviously mentioned earlier. It was it was nice that he would kind of you know made up for costing cost kind of effectively costing United a game. I don't think he should be hammered for that. It wasn't like they were good apart from that moment. But, you know, against young boys, that was a bad moment. Um, Fernandez missed the penalty uh, against Aston Villa and we lost that game. Um, but I thought this week, um, Fernandez was exce- excellent, excellent in this game yes. just like he didn't do anything outlandishly extraordinary apart from a few like really nice touches um and uh, it didn't quite come off but I, but it was nice to see him play that kind of game i think um and mason greenwood is a stone cold superstar mason greenwood's uh he's the player out of all of them, he's the one I most want with the ball at his feet when United are struggling. It's absolutely crazy to be saying about saying that about him, but that's how I feel about it at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, coming off the right, he 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 gets the ball in front of him and he attacks and he's very direct. And you know, you you, you want Mason in scoring positions because his um his finishing quality is just so high. Uh, but you know, attacking off the right, he gives United an option all of the time, and he's he's giving the side some balance, isn't it? You know, everything came down the left last season um, and and he's playing out on the right mostly this season. I guess he probably will with Cavani and, and Ronaldo there um, yeah. do that. Or, or, you know, when Sancho picks up and Rashford is back, he might not be in the team at all, but he's... He's 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 electric and, and he you know, he's exciting and he's a constant threat because he can go outside or inside and it doesn't matter which foot he's shooting on, where he's whether he's attacking the fullback to get the ball in or he's attacking the fullback to open a, open up the goal for a, a goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. I mean he's he's the one player right now of all those forwards you mentioned, all eight of them, plus Donny, um, that you really want to have the ball. And and it's Um, You know, we've seen
0: him score these, like, ridiculous way above his XG chances over and over again, and he might go for a little run of games where he doesn't score one of those, but what seems to be developing is just his his game state awareness all the time, he's really, he he seems to be making very good decisions very often, and when you're that talented... Like just little, little where he hasn't got the opportunity to cut inside into the box. He'll, he will pass it to wan on the overlap or whatever. Like there's, there's, and, and you know, Bruno's often buzzing around him and he finds him a lot. I, I don't know. It's just, there's just something about Greenwood at the moment where his overall game seems to be at a really
1: high standard.
0: Yeah. And, and I, mean, and he's I think a selfish there's...
1: bastard, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, there were a few times he could pass, I think. Sure. But,
0: But yes, but it's never, you're never like, how have you decided to shoot here? Like, you know, where you might do with certain, certain other players. The the one thing I wanted to say also is, I don't think there's any way he's getting supplanted out of this team. I just don't, I don't think there's, uh, there's, I think he's just kind of first name on the team sheet, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? We've seen pictures this week of Marcus Rashford back in full-time training. The operation's gone well. Um, I think we'll see him on the bench after the international break. Uh, I don't know how you get Ronaldo and Martial, who's just scored, um, and Cavani and Ronaldo. Did I say Ronaldo twice? And Sancho and Greenwood and Lingard and Fernandes and Donny and Pogba all into the same team. Well, you can't, can you? Ed? <laughs> they need, They would need to dramatically
0: change the rules of football. Three
1: one six is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think the double number ten. I don't know. It's it's not quite as uh, catchy as a double pivot, is it? You know. But I think I think that's no. what we need to be playing. Two on the left, two on the but right.
0: I mean, we we have to do the 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 system that sort of worked best. I, I don't know. I mentioned it last week, but like four two two two, where you go. The back four, McFred, Pogba, Fernandes, and then two of the forwards are playing like Cavani and Ronaldo, Greenwood and Ronaldo, Greenwood and Cavani. I mean, Greenwood and Cavani in that would be, oof, that would be real nice. Um, But you could think he's not, he can't do it regularly because he's got to leave too many absolute world superstars out for much too much. You know, when I, I was having a go at Sancho earlier, just to be clear, I absolutely am not having a go at Sancho. I'm saying we can't say he's had a difficult it's very euphemistic at this point to say he's had a difficult start there was one lovely moment in the uh, everton game where he skinned the everton fullback and got himself into yards of space and we see the kind of space creator that he is compared to um his contemporaries that was it was just Absolutely. Phenomenal. Yes, and I, I think you know, um, and
1: and like you, yes, I was being euphemistic. Um, but I think he will come good because the quality is is so high, and the level of the Bundesliga is not any lower than the level yeah. of the Premier League. It might be less competitive, you know, but I think he's going to be putting up really good numbers in the end because that's that's what he does. He does finish well, and he does create from either side of the pitch. And and he had a chance in this game, of course. You know, the ball. I can't remember who, who was it. Ronaldo who found him. Um. Just right, right at the end. end and it was such a good chance and and a confident Jaden Sancho is hitting that across the keeper into the into the corner to win the game and, and you know, he passed it back to Pickford and and that is the kind of summary of him at the moment. See, the problem with that for me, that moment, wasn't that he didn't
0: score, because I think lots of really confident, really good strikers wouldn't have scored in that moment. The problem was the nature of the way in which he did not score. So like if he had absolutely blasted that at the near post and Pickford had like got down really well and saved it, you go, okay, fair enough. It was the it was the the complete lack of belief in the execution. Um and you know, Sancho is definitely approaching, just needs one to go in off his backside levels of what he actually needs to get his season going I think because it looks to me like the fitness is growing and all that kind of stuff and and so yeah and you know the only thing I would disagree with I I do think we can say that the level of defending in the Bundesliga is definitely 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 lower than the level of defending in the Premier League because um, attacking players from the Bundesliga come to England all the time and none of them put up the same numbers they did in the Bundesliga ever Uh
1: who who has ever done it? Uh, yeah, Jürgen Klinsmann in the early nineties. <laughs> um, yep, yep, yeah, well yep. Kai Havertz. Um, who I think he's, he's, he's well, he coming in. No, no, it, no. I, I he, haven't finished my sentence. Really uh, um, yeah, Kai Havertz, who's who's not put up the numbers, um, but is growing into the English game. Timo Werner scored yesterday, but but I don't think has grown into the English game, and certainly isn't isn't a thirty goal season person that he was. Um, uh, RB Leipzig. I was just looking at the Smarter Scout. I, got and we were just talking off air. How how many stat services there are? So I'm switching between. <laughs> Literally five tabs right now. Um, uh, <laughs> looking at his um, uh, you know, so Smarter Scouts one of those. Um, if you caught my interview with Dan Altman a couple of weeks ago, it's one of those sort of. It's a visual representation. They have um, a kind of metric behind the scores they give, not to one hundred on attacking quality, defending quality, so on. And his his um, defensive numbers at Manchester United have shot up, and his attacking output is at what eight. Um, in the Champions League, in twenty nine, this is out of a hundred in the um, in the Premier League. So, you know, uh, that is from um, his last season at Borussia Dortmund, which everyone said was kind of poor in the first half of the season, but very good in the second half. Uh, attacking output at ninety. So, I, I guess this is a percentile, isn't it? Um, and defending quality at sixty four. Just, uh, just, just to give you a kind of representation of of what's happened to him. He's doing the defensive side of of the work um even though he's not played an awful lot um and uh, but the attacking output is not there so far
0: I mean, one of the one of the things is that the Ronaldo signing really threw a massive spanner into the works to the obvious plan because you know what we were talking about all summer long. Well, uh, at the back end of the summer was we've signed two out of the three weak positions on the pitch, right? So a centre back, obviously def- desperately needed. I think Varane's been good as well. Oh, he couldn't keep up with the counter attack, but that's not what he's in the side right. for um, from the corner. Uh, but the uh, but Varane's been really good. Um, and so, centre back, centre midfield, and right wing. And Sancho has not played on the at right all. wing at all, and yeah. that's part partly because of the injury to Rashford, I'm sure, and partly as a way of keeping Greenwood in the side, which, uh, as I've just said, you have to do. Um, so I do understand why, but it, it has led to all sorts of imbalances again. Um, in you know Greenwood, Greenwood coming off the right. Is potentially extraordinary. Well, has been extraordinarily effective. So it's not like we're crying out for someone on the right in the same way, but we were crying out for something slightly different on the right and play Greenwood more through the middle. But that's not obviously yeah. not going to happen
1: anyway. Um, in this game, um, United scored uh, what was a, a very nice goal, a lovely, beautifully weighted ball from Bruno Fernandez um, for his yeah. uh, 50, 50th goal contribution. Uh, what, what's the? Is that the correct term? So in fifty-eight games, I mean it is, but it's a yeah, stupid term, yeah. isn't it? It's like it's yeah. So no dumb. assists are a really dumb metric. I I mean, was tried to say this in a press conference the other day, and it kind of came across as uh, you know, it's all about passion, lads. I don't believe in all this data nonsense. Um, but assists are the worst metric um, because they're not weighted in any sense. But what was weighted was Bruno's pass to Martial. Nice, slick, I, oh, 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 that made me feel good inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 Martial, I mean, you know, you, like in the moment, I have to say, my brain was like, oh dear, because his confidence has been shot for how long? So long, so long. Um, I think Martial last season misses that. Martial of a week ago, um, what game was it? He played the West Ham game um, in, the, in, mm, in the in the, the Carabao, Carabao Cup. Yep, dreadful, dreadful um I was going to come i 've got to come up with another word that 's not cataclysmic but that bad um and, and but he finished it i mean took takes a little deflection which makes Pickford look a little silly because he 's flapping his hands in the wrong place, which Pickford likes to do uh, not necessarily from a shot but um you know he was delighted wasn't he tony
0: yeah it was it was a it lovely moment for him and, and- the, and, you know, he'd missed the header as well yes. previously. It wasn't an easy chance, but it, it was, you know, one you'd want to take. Cavani, Cavani puts that away, um, by the way.
1: I mean, it's... It,
0: well, does he? He didn't put away the one from the beautiful yeah, yo, Fred Cross.
1: but well, he just wasn't um, expecting a beautiful but, Fred Cross. Anyway, Martial jumps all <laughs> wrong for that header. You know, he's on the way down yeah. when it hits his head. But, um, yes. yeah. Uh, but the the finish was great and and you know it's very similar to what i was
0: saying about the sancho thing if it doesn't take the deflection and the keeper saves it you're not going oh that was rubbish from Martial. it looks really short of confidence all that kind of thing that that just you know the the power and precision of the placement was exactly what you want from a player shooting from that angle and that yeah it the goal's guaranteed by the little flick it takes off the off the defender but it was it was very good work from the forward uh, and that was nice to see i mean I, I thought the life was sucked out of united when the double substitution yeah. happened and he brought on sancho and ronaldo i don't know if that's cognitive um
1: bias or whatever but it, it felt a little bit like no that no to it me. completely changed united's approach um com- completely so we we went from um, a sort of more flexible attacking structure to to a, a very inflexible one with Ronaldo there. And I think he does cause United a tactical problem. And this is a guy who's got five goals in five games or whatever he's played since he came. Yeah, a
0: bunch of which are like winners. And, you know, when it's like
1: a goal, how if you weight the contribution of the goal... Really it high. So important, you know. Yeah, but yes. sure. And, and great finishes and, you know, the um, you know, the, the the confidence that the players have in him, both in terms of his career and his stature, but also knowing that if that difficult chance comes along, like against Villarreal, which was not a gimme, that he's going to no. put it away somehow. And, you know, he said, I knew I was going to score, you know, in, in a very Ronaldo mm. fashion. So um, he's got that, but um, he he basically stands still. And this is, you know, United then have to play a completely different game from when Cavani's up there, who definitely does not stand still, ever. He's perpetual motion, or Greenwood, or, or any of the other options, and and United become a very, very different team. And and you know, the the balance also shifted at that point, and Everton came more into the game. Um, you know, like they didn't have very much ball, uh, but this was when they started creating chances, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, so let's let's talk about their goal. I mean, it's a really bad corner. It's a but it gets punished in a very extreme <laughs> yes. way. Townsend Townsend does ever so well, and and there's a lot of criticism that you can level at United's players, particularly Fred, obviously in in th- this goal. But actually, it's a very 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 well worked goal from Everton like um every bit of it Townsend's clearance is excellent and the way Damari Gray doesn't give up on the ball from Fred so Fred thinks he's cut out the pass and that's what makes him look really silly uh because he's then he slightly slows up but Damari Gray just nicks it and that's when he Fred makes the kind of diagonal run that bounces off Gray because he's able to get his body in the way and it looks awful yes and it's not and it's not great, but I don't think it's as like well. Just use a horrible word. I definitely don't think it's as weak in inverted commas as it looks. I think it's about timing and balance rather than any kind of strength or anything like that. Yeah, but if you just
1: clean the fella out, that's uh, <laughs> you know, I don't conceding the goal. <laughs> but he's but he's trying to win the ball back and, and restart he is, the and press. This is he? what like Fred that's... does actually pretty well, you know. So yeah, um, but on this occasion, yeah. um, Gray was. Too strong, too quick, too direct. Um, he's had an excellent, too, too, too smart, smart as yeah. well.
0: I just, I just think there was, there was a real, there was a real like physical spatial awareness moment that happened for Demario Gray there. And then they, he then does brilliantly. I think it's him still that does brilliantly to avoid the press of Shore as well, slip the ball through, and it's you know, a good finish from Townsend. But he's in. In acres of space. It's very funny that he did the You, I mean, that is just good quality work. But he needs to work on it in training a bit more if he's going to do it regularly. Because he lands his right leg a long way first. And there's quite the stumble yes. before no, he sets no, he, himself. Uh, yeah. like If
1: you're yeah. going to execute that, which is some great banter or a knee slide, you need, you need to practice. Because otherwise it just looks crap. Um, it's good banter. It's not as good banter as Emiliano, Emiliano Martinez. Um, pointing at Ronaldo and saying, he should that take bounce. it, he should take it. <laughs> that was top, top, yeah, top that, quality. I, I can yeah. laugh about that now, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, the, enough time has passed. But um, anyway, yes, no. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was from Everton's per- perspective, it's a great goal um, and it's a really effective counter-attack and this is what they're set up to do. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of ways of winning a game. They didn't have much control in this game. United had a lot of the ball and it was in front of Everton. Um, But they didn't create good chances, United. I mean, you know, hardly any one XG in this game from 72% possession and all those attackers on the pitch.
0: Um, I was going to say I thought Michael Keane had a really good game. What I actually mean is I noticed Michael Keane doing two really good blocks. I was thinking about that after. I was like, "Oh, he's having a good game." I was like, "I don't know if he's having a good game or not." He's done these two
1: blocks really well. Well done, Michael. I think Keane. Andy Mitten um, um, told the was it Andy Mitten told the anecdote of Michael Keane playing in one of the last one of his last games under Lou Van Hall. Um, Lou Van Hall called him out afterwards and said, Michael Keane's the best defender at this club, then sold him the week later. <laughs> he's still a good defender. He's still, a, you know, he's had a good career and he's a good defender. Um, and, yeah. and Everton were set up in a way, you know, to frustrate United and, and play on the break. And they were very effective and they almost won the game. You know, if Tom Davis yeah. had, had the confidence to shoot um, at that moment, you know, with that quality of chance available... Um, United would have lost a game.
0: That was calamitous from United, much more so than the counter attack where everyone's upfield, the fullbacks can't get the ball. Like that can happen, and Everton did a, it. Was a really well executed counter. I did not understand what happened positionally, structurally. It just all completely collapsed in on itself and imploded in in
1: the lead up to that chance that should have been a goal. Yes. But fortunately for United, it wasn't. I mean, you know, the knives are out for Solskjaer if United don't win. That's the nature of being Manchester United manager with 400 world-class forwards in the squad. Um, You know, as as we said, the expectations are high and and the knives are out. If United had lost, my God, going into the international break. I mean, I'm not saying he would have been sacked because I, I suspect he's there for the very long time. He's had many darker times than than the last yeah. few weeks. I mean three losses in five still. Um, but you know, dot dot dot, it's early in the season, he's got a lot of credit in the bank, he's turned around the club. Um, he seems to have the confidence of the of Ed Woodward and the Glazers and the project he's up to there. There's been talk of a new long term contract. Um so, you know, I, I don't think social media is a representation of, of what the club is thinking by any means, but my God, if United had lost. The pressure with two weeks to talk about it would have been significant, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? And and you know, I uh, you know, Just reading between the lines, he has been kind of touchy recently, Solskjaer. You know, and it does feel that he he
0: has been yeah. all the way, apart from like the first three months when we just won ten nil every game. <laughs> yeah, he's been he's he's been kind of touchy the whole time. He's just a, he's, I think he is quite touchy, and I, I I I sort of understand why in a way. Because do you think the job? I mean, they're all—they are all techie, aren't they? Like it's not like
1: Fergie wasn't. Tetchy. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, by the way, just a, as an aside, a shout out for the um, the United official podcast team for their interview with Fergie this week. And you know, he just some wonderful anecdotes in in that show. It's an hour and a bit, and an hour and a bit that you couldn't spend in any better company, for sure. He does—he does kind of yeah. sound like your granddad in front of the fire, you know. 100% like Fergie
0: proper sounds like an old man now and it's lovely, lovely in a nice a, way not you know
1: a, ranting about criminals uh, uh, or whatever you
0: know <laughs> no absolutely it's it, you know they were talking about what a kind of impossible job it is to have an hour-long interview with folks and especially on that show where they you know they've done some long ones and they do tend to go quite chronologically through people's careers you obviously would need you know, forty hours to do any kind of justice to Ferguson's career in any chronological sense. So they just let him talk about stuff. And by far, my favourite moment in that uh, episode was the stuff about the city fans in the post office. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> Yeah, his little local post office. He's got city fans he, in it. He he's bantering just goes them off in and gives them stick. Yeah the whole time when uh when they were saying to him oh we're getting ronaldo you must be gutted and he was going oh don't sweet <laughs> do too soon imagine that would have been a very fun time to be alex ferguson in that moment so.
1: uh, yeah i'm sure yeah. yes um it, it's it was interesting he said um because you know he was obviously vulnerable being older and having had health problems and so he was he didn't leave the house for four months he said um which you'd think yeah. we difficult but he said he brushed it off he said i'm so busy i've got stuff to do all the time i mean um for the last seven years he's been so busy going to uh the oscars as he told us which was another uh weird anecdote and and every sporting event <laughs> on the planet <laughs> he is absolutely
0: horrified that the woman in front of him uh in the seating at the oscars was playing poker in in and they were like, why is there a poker machine there? He's like, no, in her lap. So she's on a phone or on a tablet or whatever playing poker. And the thing is about this is there's two potential reasons why that would happen. One, this person has a really serious problem, which is absolutely possible. But the truth is, if you play a lot of online poker, you might end up in a free roll that's just too good value to miss. Even if you're sat in um, if you're sat in the Oscars, because so, honestly, or these you...
1: ceremonies are pretty boring, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Not that no, I've ever been to an degree. Oscar ceremony. I think uh, producer Tom's been to loads of them because you know he just goes <laughs> in those circles, doesn't he? It's
0: not long before he wins one. To be honest, the um, hasn't he won the, one? I thought he
1: the, won one for one of his shorts. I'm sure he,
0: did he has. He won an Oscar. A Golden Globe. He's
1: won loads yeah. of stuff. Anyway, he's, he's definitely too good for this. That's that is abundantly he's, clear. He's, he's, um, he blinged up with trophies is tom um he's like uh, he's like the fella in i'm gonna get you sucker who dies of over gold have you you seen that one yeah yeah Yeah, of
0: course pour it in my hand for a dime
1: this
0: this is the greatest scene in cinema history as far as i'm I'm concerned um let me get one rib (laughs) one rib um anyway um uh okay yeah, so we're playing again yes. after the international break. There's no, no point previewing that game. We're Leicester playing Leicester, and, 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 it's, can and Leicester,
1: Leicester, Leicester. You know, another well-coached team. Who've, who've for- yes, that that's all-time cast. Great, that is Leicester. Yeah, at Leicester. yeah no. no. <laughs> um, they, I mean, they have not um, they're not started the season um, amazingly well, uh, but and, and and they do have a thin squad and a few injuries does does disrupt them. Um, but this is a team that sell everyone, every season, and still managed to have the right structure to get the right players in consistently. Um, And they kept hold of most of their players this summer. And, you know, they've still got Rodgers in there who knows what he's doing as a coach, you know, even if he says some stupid stuff. He says less stupid stuff these days, Um, it seems to me, or it might just be that he's not Liverpool manager and I'm focusing on it (laughs) constantly. Um, but 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 hey, look. There's um. I can I can give you plenty of scenarios where Leicester win this game, um, and United will be on for a yeah. fourth defeat in six. Of uh, yeah, and, and and
0: you know we're we're on two wins in six at the moment. So like you mentioned, the three losses in five, two wins in six is is not a great deal better, is it? You don't not a lot of points for a draw, famously in in um in this game in this game, um. The uh, two nil up against
1: Palace as we speak,
0: Leicester. Yeah, that's what that's what I was just gonna say. Um and I think it's half time in that game. Uh, so yeah, that's one of the many reasons why it would be absolutely pointless for us to preview this game in any detail. Uh, the international break will happen, which will presumably mean Donny van der Beek will get to play football and Louis van Gaal will um, publicly berate Oli He Donner's was left out of the last squad. That he? That's not happening? Yeah. Oh, was
1: he? Is he not in, is he in I, this one? I don't one? know I don't actually, know reason, but yeah, it? van Gaal said he has to play. Yeah, um, uh, In the least original right. thinking of all time, I mean, we're quite good at that on this show, um, you'd take <laughs> any of Leicester's midfielders, wouldn't you? Indeedy, I take, and Didi, I'd take it. I would. I, mean, I would sell my grandmother, your grandmother. I mean, you're not getting, <laughs> not getting a lot. Up, to Listen, be fair, yeah. say, you're
0: not getting a lot for no, what's left very, on the open it's very market. True. Um,
1: you might go to prison. <laughs> actually, a solid twenty yes. years for me. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, you know, your firstborn uh, for Wilfred and Didi, um, or your Auntie Lemons, or preferably, be, preferably both. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. please to both of them. Listen.
0: It, it, yeah, if you're getting a family member off me, I want both. That's, the you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you play anyone in the top half and say that more or less um, at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is not a terrible week. Uh, I did not hate the Everton game, I have to say. Oh. Um, they, uh, people seem to find it really particularly infuriating. And I do understand why. I think particularly if you were... At the game, it would be intensely frustrating that last half an hour where all the kind of momentum that was building this kind did. of... It was a bit like a souffle yeah. collapsing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people accuse this show occasionally of being too middle class. <laughs> <laughs> Just use the <a> souffle <laughs> collapsing as my Hey, my look, example, I can cope with the souffle
1: collapsing, but if Waitrose run out of organic quinoa, the world <laughs> is coming to an end, <laughs> folks. Um. If if only they knew where we
0: came from, (laughs) AS.
1: From the streets. (laughs) Not far off. Um, All right. (laughs) Anyway.
0: uh... There were times it must have been pretty close anyway that is a whole other conversation thank you very much for listening everyone um Patreon backers stay tuned we're going to talk about champions league and uh a bit of premier league yeah. stuff as well um and everyone else we will see you after the we international shall. break uh with a brand Enjoy new one of these england versus andora
1: and someone else <laughs> again I feel like we just place away uh, uh, ooh yeah Checky one no such
0: thing as an easy game in international <laughs> football. Um, uh, all right. See you soon, everyone. All
1: right. Have a great one. <laughs>